Blog Talk Radio. Brothers and sisters, this is MYBY slash Moray Yehoshua. I want to thank you for joining us today for another, for part two of a series that we have begun entitled A Conversation with Moray. But in reality, <clears throat> this conversation is meant to be between all of us. So I'm going to tell you right now that if you want to call and join the conversation, you can call and dial 213-943-3618. Again, that's 213-943-3618. And you press the number one in order for me to know that you want to talk to us. As I said, it's a series that I decided to do. I don't know when it's going to end. Uh, we are going to definitely get into get into some very very uh, serious topics that we can see going on in our communities. Because as I mentioned last week, uh, in part one, uh, I was talking about a lot of things. Just as an intro, um, talking about things that are being posted on Facebook, things. Uh, the, the violence that is going on in our communities, whether it's us killing each other, whether it's the police killing us, uh, the fighting videos, the twerking videos, uh, everything that seems to go on in our communities that no one seems to really have outrage in. There is no male foundation in our communities anymore, brothers and sisters. There are those that are trying, that are, there are those that are trying to make an effort to uh, build our leadership with our men, our youth foundation. You heard what I said. Youth foundation is dying, literally dying away. And of course, without our male figures, we have really very little of a family, a true family foundation. And then as we have seen through the last, I don't know how many years, the community, the foundation of a community, the, the raising of children within the confines of a village, of a community, is definitely, definitely broken. Homes are broken. Families are shattered. Mothers are separated from their children. Husbands and fathers, as we see, are being killed. And even today, our young people are also being killed and mutilated by beatings and, and other ways, other methods in front of their own families and in front of their own communities. The men, I mentioned the husbands and fathers being killed, but the men as a whole are walking away from their families, just becoming breeding, just to breed, I should say, what back in the day they would call property. But then again, these children that are being bred, that are being walked away from, they're turning out to not live a very long life. The laws of this land are unjust to the minority people. They are indifferent. And this Holocaust that began many years ago have continued for centuries and continue even today, whether it's African slavery, Hebrew slavery, black slavery, African-American slavery, this is the most systematic dehumanizing experiment for the entire period 
that man has claimed to be a civilization. Today we're going to be talking about a few things. I'm going to tell you what's on my mind, and I'm going to expect you to come in, call in, and tell me what's on your mind. Because today you have come in, and we are listening to the people. Listen, listen. Once again, brethren, this is Maury Yahoshua and you are the people. This is a special series entitled A Conversation with Moray. You can call in at 213-943-3618. That's 213-943-3618 for us to listen to the people. You press the number one. And as you know, we've just been talking. Uh, uh, last week we had a very good conversation and we got a little religion uh, so-called religion in the mix and we will be going over some things again because I received some uh, very interesting emails as a result of last week's show but we're not going to uh, deal with those right now but one of the questions that I have on my mind that I've had on my mind this week review Okay, uh, I don't know what happened to the call, but I'm back. Uh, <laughs> as I was saying, there is um, the question is, what is the American dream? The American dream, as as I have been raised to believe, is you know you come to America as an immigrant, and you uh, you know you're able to to what start a business, you're able to work hard and you can achieve your house with your white picket fence and your lawn and have your children to grow up in a great society. Is that really happening? Is it happening to all of us? We see what's happening in, in, in many communities. It's not just the so-called black, so-called African-American, so-called Hispanic communities. It's happening all over the place. Now, it is uh, more prominent in those communities, but the fact remains that those that are and those that have systematically created what they have to keep certain individuals down seems to be working. And this American dream, which in actuality has been fed in part by slave labor, 
of black slaves, slave labor. Uh, uh, and, and let me make it clear, there, there are little pockets of slavery that has gone on in this society. Of course, uh, some of the first individuals that came here uh, were Irish or Italian, and, and they had to work hard. And But there is a major, major difference that is going on since the transatlantic slave trade and even what is going on today. Once again, 213-943-3618. You can call and press the number one and join in on the conversation here on the Keys 107 Network. So what is really going on? What 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 is the problem? Last week we touched a little bit on a spiritual problem. And, and while that may be true, I believe that religion and slash spirituality has become somewhat of a pacifier to keep us uh, out of recognizing um, the true or the reality of what is going on in these communities today, because it doesn't seem that the powers that be really, really care on what color you are, um, depending on the aspect of life that we're talking about that is affecting people. Uh, We have our black leaders and activists uh, who advocate black unity and black power. Okay, so I'm reconnecting again. <laughs> oh, wow, that's incredible. Well, that's technology for you. And so, as I was saying, you know, it's a lot of wishful thinking on the behalf of a lot of individuals who are who are really uh, trying to seek unity and try to get unity in our communities because, as I said earlier, it seems as though that a lot of the laws that are supposed to be just for everybody across the board uh no one or or very few are seeking the justice uh that is supposed to be sought and achieved by all those who seek it so what is the american dream what is really going on in in this world uh we we really need to get to the bottom of it we uh there was something i was reading the other day as a matter of fact our our good elder brother comedian uh, Bill Cosby. Now, I don't know how old this article is because there are a bunch of dates that I saw on it, but uh, our brother, our elder, has been ridiculed for many years about comments that he has made about our youth, about hip-hop, about welfare, uh, Those some who are on welfare, uh, but I found this article very, very interesting, especially in light of our show that we had last week. And it seems that uh, at the 20th National Action Network Conference, National Action Network Conference, uh, Bill Cosby, as a, I'm reading the article now, Cosby nevertheless stole the commander-in-chief's thunder. So uh, this is a meeting where uh, President Obama addressed uh, the the National Action Network conference, and it seems like what Brother Bill Cosby had to say really blew the people away. And I'm just going to go to some of the highlights of what he said. And one of the things he said, and I quote, he said, you cannot go to the black Muslim neighborhoods and sell drugs. They shut down drug dealers. Cosby said, comparing Christian and black Muslim neighborhoods, he has 
uh, he was inferring to black Muslims being subjected to nationwide vilification despite cleaning up their communities. They don't carry drums, uh, guns, he says. That's a myth. They just walk up with their sunglasses and bean pies and say, brother, you can't do that here. And the drug dealers, even with their guns and rap music, there he goes with the rap music again, the Muslims run him out of town and to the emergency ward. There is no doubt, as I said last week, that, uh, uh, well, he calls it black Muslims. Some may uh, categorize them with the Nation of Islam, but let's just say that they do a much better job than a lot of others who have attempted or even just spoken about this unity, about this coming together, about this working. And uh, he also said, and again, speaking against or to, or somewhat in a rebuke to the preachers, he says that, I quote, there are too many preachers, but not enough service. Kazi began after the roar of shock and applause died down. He says, tell me where Jesus would allow drug dealing on the corner. <laughs> tell me where Jesus would allow people to shoot guns for no reason, missing, then hitting a child who is paralyzed for life. And we don't do anything but have a funeral. But let a cop shoot a black man and you, see, you set his car on fire and burn up the police stations. And he says these are just contradictions. The black Muslims take time to explain who they are so that by the time the children are 12 years old, male or female, they are proud of who and what they happen to be. And normally what a man or woman thinks of themselves eternally is reflected externally, including the neighborhoods where they live. So look around at yourselves. What do people in the neighborhood think of themselves? And I'm sure the brother uh, uh, has gotten some ridicule from even those comments because as we know, <clears throat> as we know that, as I know, I can say from personal experience, I have been a part of a few uh, churches in the past. I have pastored myself and I, I will have to say that there is some truth too. And, and I don't think this should fall on every Christian or every church, but there are some churches who definitely talk the talk but do not walk the walk and walk, but they do walk over those who are less fortunate in their neighborhoods when they walk out of their million-dollar churches. And this is something that really does need to be addressed. I did see another article at some point where uh, I believe they were asking about, I think it was $4 billion or $400 million maybe. It was a big number, and they were just asking, well, where is all this money when you have these huge buildings, beautiful buildings, but everything around the building is decaying. Everything around the building is dying. And this is what's happening in our communities, in our surroundings, whether it's a Catholic church, whether it's a Baptist church, whatever denomination it is, it is happening in many cities across the United States. Also, going into Chicago, of course, Chicago has become a wild, wild west, as we know. Uh, and uh, I believe, I think this was, this was last week or the week before, 
uh, six was six people were wounded in South in South Side shootings. I guess this was last Wednesday while we were doing the show. As a matter of fact, uh, the Park Ridge. Uh, Sun Times Media Wise says that at least six people, including a young boy, were shot and wounded on the south side since Wednesday afternoon. The boy was shot in the chest about 5.30 p.m. in the 6700 block of South Evans Avenue, police said. His uncle said the boy was nine years old, brothers and sisters. The boy was in critical condition in University of Chicago Corner Children's Hospital, uh, the fire department spokesman said paramedics did not take the boy to the hospital. Authority said the boy's parents may have driven him there for treatment. That says a lot. A uh, 20-year-old man was shot in the 400 block of West 115th Street, about 2:20, according to Fire Media Affairs. He was taken taken in fair to serious condition to Advocate Christ Medical Center in Oak Lawn. Now, I'm not going to read all of them, but then we also have, uh, today I read an article, or I have an article, which talks about how 28 people have been shot in Chicago since Friday. So this kind of balances the scales, brothers and sisters, for those, uh, for even, unfortunately, with what um, uh, Bill Cosby was saying, you know, even in Chicago, even in, uh, uh, I think Detroit is another place, and California is another place, you know, there still is a great, a great amount of violence going on. Not just police doing these things, but we're doing it to ourselves. So what must we do to change this? What can we do? Now, obviously, we're not going to get everything because with everything that even the NOI does, everything that even some of these churches do, uh, some of our political leaders do, there's still the killing. But can we bring it down? Can we change this? How do we change this? Well, right there in Chicago, apparently uh, the mayor has lost his favor. Uh, Father Michael Flager, I believe, who is the pastor of the Sabina, uh, St. Sabina Church on the south side of Chicago, has planned to do a, a uh, I guess you could say, a, a Occupy the Streets on June 21st. I think, uh, I think um, Minister Louis Farrakhan and the Nation of Islam, who have done this for I don't know how many years, is going to join. I'm not sure uh, right now. But the point is that we need to occupy our streets. We need to uh, make a have a presence in our streets, especially when there are things that are going on on a regular. You're talking about 20. I think they're now calling Chicago, if they haven't done it already, the murder capital of the world. And who's in front? We are. Our faces, our quote-unquote color, our people are being the brunt of the murders that are going on. The generations are being killed. You say, Maury, why are you talking about this stuff? Because this is what we need in, to know about, to speak about, to give our opinions about in order for us to really wake up to what is going on. When are we going to wake up? Is it going to take us personally to lose someone that we love? Is it really? We've got to wake up, brothers and sisters. We really, really have to wake up. Right now, I'm going to play a song. 
uh, so that I can uh, get some other things together. But I'm going to play a song. I wanted to play this song last week, and I totally forgot. And plus, we ran out of time. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play this song. Uh, it, it, it talks a little bit about our future. Our future as far as not having to deal with this government or this kind of government or a wicked government, but this government is, you know, named or known in part as Uncle Sam. And it's going to be a lovely time when we all as a people can say goodbye to the mess, say goodbye to the injustice, and say goodbye, Uncle Sam. Go. And we 
I think part of that has to come from, uh, I mentioned earlier, that religion has become a pacifier to the reality of what's going on in communities. You can walk into almost any church, and this is not to get on uh, churches as a whole, but this is to speak to those that are not doing what they're they're supposed to be doing. And you can go into these places, and everybody seems to be happy. You know, they're running around, depending on the denomination, they're running around, they're speaking in tongues or whatever they call it, you know, and there's a, there's, there is no reality-based understanding that when they walk out of those doors, there's a, there's a life, there's a, a, a social, uh, there's social problems, economical problems that are going on. And this is a major problem the, in many communities. But the sad thing is, is that, what's really sad to me is that, most of them are going back into that. It's not like they're driving back out to suburbs or back. They live. They live in those communities. They see it. So it's, it's like you said. It's like a. It's like a getaway, a paradise for a few hours um, to get away from the realities of their lives, not just the lives of people around them, but their lives as well. You know, these are people that. I mean, they believe that sticking their money into the church will get them, you know, a, a spot in heaven. And you know they'll be closer to God, and he'll you know he'll appreciate that. But their light bill is is due, and they can't pay their own bills, you know. And if you go to the church in some places, because I experienced it myself, and I know many others that you know you can't you know you need help with things. They they put you through so much, but they don't have a problem taking the money. So my point is is that I think we lose the whole mission in life of how we're supposed to help each other and people, you know. And you know mm-hmm. that's how I feel. Right, and, and I mean it's it's absolutely correct, and it's a sad day and a sad uh, uh, time when when something that is supposed to not only lift people up, but should give them just as much of an education in how to deal with life, not with invisible means, but with practical means, because sometimes exactly. the problem is how to manage your money. Sometimes the problem exactly. is to stop buying a weave. Sometimes the problem is stop buying things that you really, I know, I know, I know, and stop buying things that you really, really do not need. And for those of you who said, did he really say weave? You can call 213-943-3618, press the number one, and tell me what you thought about that. But, uh, you know, it, it it is practical things that many of the churches and many organizations as a whole are not right. necessarily doing uh, to help our people or to help people in general uh, to do. As I said earlier, our, our, the foundation that we once had, uh, even coming to this country, the foundations that we had, you know, having our male figures, having our youth in order, having a whole uh, family structure and a, and a whole community structure, because all of these exactly. things are a part of raising the children, raising the generations, and also raising a strong nation to be able uh, to not have to to beg for anything from those who uh, are in charge or in in order or have in order this economical system that doesn't work for anyone unless they have a certain amount of money in the bank already, or a certain last name. Exactly. Yeah. So, also. We said we were going to talk about it, so I'm going to talk about it. The Trayvon Martin case is beginning. Uh, And as for those who don't know, Trayvon Martin was a young 14-year-old young brother who was killed 
by a man named Zimmerman. I will just say his last name. And uh, it's funny how they 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 describe him as a light-skinned Hispanic. Why why would they describe him as a light-skinned Hispanic? What do you think? What are your thoughts on that? You know, with the media, they they like wordplay, you know, and um, I think they like to encourage the whole racist tension. So mm-hmm. by saying light skin, you know, it kind of, and a lot of people, because a lot of people thought that he was Caucasian. You know, a lot of people had that in their mind for the longest until they saw him. But then it's like, you know, but he still isn't, even though he's Hispanic, he's light skinned. <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? But again, I think that they like to encourage the racial tension. So I think that that's mm-hmm. what a lot of it had to do with it, just the wordplay. Oh, it, it, I, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly heartedly with you. I believe that is exactly what it is because I remember when it started. I think uh, uh, at the time, no, I, I was. I think I was still working with NYPD at the time that 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 was going on, and I, I even asked in the office. I mean, why are they calling this guy? You know, you know, it's like almost like okay, like you said, he's not white, but he's still light, so that makes a difference. You know, exactly. does that make a difference? And then what they are doing, even even more recently, but going to that time first, they were trying to demonize the young brother. Uh, you oh, know, yeah. pictures surfacing, uh, whether you know he having a certain amount of marijuana in his pocket. You know, and it's like, what does that have to do with the fact that he was killed in cold blood? What does that have to do with the fact that when Zimmerman actually called in? Uh, call to to say that you know someone was walking around suspicious that they said not to follow him, but yet he still followed him. Several times, several and times they are, told him and he decided. Yeah, yeah, and you know what's interesting? These are things that I should be the lawyer, or I should be a spokesman, or I should be because they don't ask these questions. They're so some people are so politically motivated that they don't ask these questions, well, why did he continue to follow this young brother who was not out of out of out causing trouble who was who has two parents he is not he does not come from the typical i guess for them the typical home where uh, 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 mother and father, or, or although I think they, I think they were divorced, or they are divorced. Or no, no, they're not divorced. I'm sorry. Thank you for telling me that. They're not, they're not divorced. But he doesn't come from the typical home where they can try to demonize him even more. They may have pictures of him smoking marijuana or blowing smoke. Smoke. Who knows if it was marijuana? I don't think they actually know. He was just blowing smoke, and so that demonized him. Why? Because we're desensitized. To what real justice is exactly. And so They're starting the case Apparently it's six jurors That are going to uh, vote on his fate uh, There's another video That they say they got off of Trayvon's phone Which shows Somebody beating up somebody For a bike or, or because of a bike Or something like that And my question once again is What does that have to do with anything? Yeah, they, that's ridiculous. It really is. It 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 doesn't make any sense as to why they are doing. I mean, it makes sense if you know the type of people you're dealing with, but in but the eyes the, of everyone else, huh? Go ahead. 
No, I'm just saying they have an agenda. So they, you know, it's distractions. So it's like, you know, to, to divert you from what the truth is that's obvious to everyone, it's like, you know, let's cloud your, your vision with all these other miscellaneous things that have nothing to do with anything, you know? Exactly. And then some people are so, I have to say, ignorant to this fact. Yeah. They're so uh, media, uh, they're so tied into the media that they don't go outside of that box to see what else is going on. And this is a travesty, you know, for this young brother. We do pray and we do hope that uh, he does receive uh, the justice, his family as well receives the justice that is deserved for this, and that uh, as this continues, we will bring updates to what is going on. Once again, you are listening to the Keys 107 Network, listening to the people. Again, you can call in, 213-943-3618, press the number one to talk, and we will be right back after these words. Rafika Consultants and Services, LLC, is on the cutting edge of emerging technologies for designing online classes and providing face-to-face and virtual technology training or help with computer programs, web design, and graphic arts. We also provide biography writing services for websites. For more information, give us a call at 631-399-0149. That's 631-399-0149. The Fluffs present the alphabet. Now found in paperback, sporting a five-star rating on Amazon.com. Moon 107, fashions and gifts that bring out the best in you. Moon 107 is an online retail store featuring women's and men's clothing and the gift shop. The woman's shop features stylish tunics, suits, and accessories and offers the well-dressed woman an outlet to find the perfect gift for self or for someone else. The men's shop offers classy French cuff shirts for the well-dressed man. The gift shop offers organic skin, hair, bath accessories, and inspirational music imported from Africa, India, and Asia, as well as jewelry and accessories. And you are tuned into the Keys 101. You are listening to the people with Moray Yahoshua. Transforming your minds while developing your spirit. Right here on the Keys 107 Network at blogtalkradio.com. You are listening to Listening to the People on the Keys 107 Network. And I just want to... my buddy here was trying to tell me that they uh Trayvon Martin's parents were actually married and someone actually uh did me a favor and typed it in the room that they were I mean that they were actually divorced that's what uh my friend was trying to tell me from across the room so uh they were uh divorced but they were still a part of 
his life. They were not estranged from him. And I uh, just want to make that make that perfectly clear. Uh, so we have talked about a few different things today that has to do uh, with what is happening in the public, what is happening in these communities. Why is it that we cannot come together and not necessarily take part in the American dream in the way that uh, others have, but take part in a dream that we can build ourselves? My sister, what, what do you think that it takes for us to make this thing to happen? Some are doing it. Some are organizing. Some have been organizing for years. And uh, what do you think that it really, really, really takes for us to do this? I think, um, you know, I thought about this when you were speaking on this earlier, and I think a lot of it within our communities is that we don't take accountability. Like, we don't want to be accountable for the things that we do or the things that people around us are doing. Um, You know, when you were talking about that, I thought about um, when I go out to some of the different suburbs sometimes or, um, like, I guess what you want to consider more risky areas, um, we, and you know, sometimes you'll see people doing suspicious-looking things, and the people that live in that community say, oh, that won't last long because they'll nip that in the bud. And, you know, I think about that all the time, and I say, why don't we do that? Why don't we have that kind of love and respect for our own communities that way? But when we see something going on that that's not right, um, you know, when you see these kids out in the street fighting and things of that nature, and I, and I know that we deal with guns and knives and all that kind of good stuff, but where where do we fall in line where we have to say, you know, I have to be accountable for this is my area, this is my neighborhood, this is my community, those are my children, you know, that's my brother over there that's, that's doing this or that. Um, so for me, uh, from what I see, a lot of times we just don't want to be accountable we turn our, you know, our faces to it like we don't see it, like it's not happening. But the minute it happens, it comes to our doorstep, you know, where we get to knock on the door from the police officer, we get to knock on the door, um, you know, or the, the phone call, then that's when we want to be outraged. But where's the outrage and the, the, the demand, you know, at any other time when it's just anyone else? You know, and I think that's a lot of the problem, um, in my opinion, you know. And, again, I think a lot of times, we as a community, we hide behind religion. And I know we spoke about this a little bit last week, but I think that's a big part. We hide behind, you know, this idea that this supernatural is going on. So, you know, we're, we're not fighting against flesh. You know, we're fighting against spirits and principalities. Okay, I get that, but what are you going to do? What are you going to do about it? You know, and I think a lot of times we use these cliches that we have learned within our different religions, and not just the Christian church, just our religious organizations, period, as a whole, and we just kind of sit back and say, well, I'm going to let God take care of it. I'm going to let the Most High take care of it. I'm going to let Allah take care of it. Whoever you will call on, but it's the idea of when are we going to say, this is my community, this is my life, so let me do something about it, you know. Um, and, and, and it's, I mean, I could go on and on about that, but that's my main thing is that we have to stop hiding and we have to start being accountable and not just say, well, you know, Trayvon Martin is not my son, so it doesn't matter to me, because he could be. You know, I have four sons. And, you know, I thought about that all during that, that whole period when, when that first happened with Trayvon, and I thought about the fact that my kids wear, they wear hoodies all the time. You know, and I couldn't imagine them coming from a store and being gunned down in the street by some lunatic just because. 
you know, how dare he? And I was outraged. And and I know a lot of people jumped on that bandwagon as well, but then they just kind of stop. We stop. We get upset, and then we kind of stop. But we have to continue this struggle because it, it, it doesn't stop, you know, coming at us, but we stop, you know, coming at it. And to me, we have to continue on. You know, you get tired. You know, you, you get frustrated. You know, you can get discouraged because you see so many things going on around you, um, but you can't stop, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's well, that's kind of my my thoughts on that. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that, uh, especially the part where you mentioned how, you know, when something happens, it's like everybody jumps on the bandwagon, everybody's upset, everybody, people are making T-shirts and people are wearing hoodies and people are doing things, and then, you know, once once really once you stop seeing it in the media, then every everything is back to business as usual, and I think uh, I agree that we. As a people, uh, we as a nation, we as humans, you know, we need to to keep the fight going, keep it in the minds of our people, the people who were outraged at first, so that the pressure is put on those uh, who will be judging and those who will be um you know, jurors, that, that they will really do the right thing, not based on a color, not based on anything, but based on what is right, with the evidence that is right. so clear, so clear. Or they will f- possibly face uh, uh, some other things going on, at, as has happened in other cases where then real outrage comes and then it turns into a whole different uh, issue. But we have a call, um, have a call on the line. Uh, the area code is three. The area code is three zero one, and three zero one area code. Your mic is on. Do you have a comment? Hello, hey, brother Moore. How are you? I'm doing well. So this is brother Carlton. How you doing? I'm doing fine. I'm just calling in, listening to the program that you have going on, and just. Uh, about the Trayvon Martin case, and, and, you know, I just have a lot of feelings that, you know, about that case and, and, you know, hearing it every day in the news and how, you know, they're trying to just, uh, you know, slander his name. And, and, you know, I mean, I mean I have a son myself, you know, and it, it's, it's upsetting because, you know, what this guy has done to this young man, you know, it, it's, it's just a tragedy, you know, and, uh, uh, in the community, and I think that you know we have to continue to be outraged and and uh, and demand accountability from the justice system. Um, we know right now all over America that you know um, our young men are dying on on in every basically every state, and you know and uh, a lot of unjust killings are being done by the police and uh, and with no accountability. And so you know, as, as me as an African American man, I, I'm, I'm very you know, and, and you know, so I'm I'm glad you're talking about the topic tonight, and um, you know, and plus I have a son in the system, so you know, it's for me, mm-hmm. it's um, you know, it's it's just hot topic right now, mm-hmm. and um, so you know, I I just think you know what we need to do, and you know, I, I heard you speaking about the churches, and you know, many of us come out of the church, and you know, I, for years I you know was in church for a long time. And you know, I, I just think that you know, we if we get back to simplicity and and, and reading and what what we're reading in the scriptures and, and understand what it's saying that it's our history, 
you know, I, I think, we get, you know, if we go back to simplicity, you know, I find a lot of people reading, but they, you know, they're just all over the place. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this, uh, you know, just was listening, and, you know, I just had just a few comments, brother, and, and uh, well, well, thank you very much for for calling and giving your comments because that's what this is about to hear uh, those that that are seeing this from from if not another way, but they're seeing it in their neighborhoods because this is not just happening in in one place or or another. This is happening all over the place, and uh, there obviously there are certain things that we are able to see in the media, but there are other things that are happening that we see in print, and you know a lot of the things that I mentioned today are things that uh were in 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 the in print uh as well as of course videos and with youtube you know there's a lot of things that you can get to see with these news programs and what is going on and even things that they don't show so thank you my brother for calling please call in anytime so that uh you know and give give your comments um you know it is very 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 important that we begin to come in. And if you are a part of a church, if you are uh, a part of a ministry that is doing something consistently and is helping our people, by all means, call the show anytime. This is a series that we're doing for, for a while. I don't know how long, but we just want to talk and hear what you have to say about what's going on and come with some solutions. You know, come up with, with solutions, what we can do, and then let's implement it. Let's not just talk about it, but let's let's implement it. So, um, that's all we're going to have for the show today. Um, I want to remind everyone that if you want to listen to the show again, if you know people that have missed this show, by all means, please tell them that this show is in archive and they can listen to it. You can visit us at thekeys107.com and you will get more information on this show. You will get more information on all the shows that we have on the Keys 107. And if you have a smartphone, as we say all the time, please download the Blog Talk app and you will be able to hear us on your phone. You will be able to hear the archives on the phone. And if anything, in your area where you are, go to peacekeepers.org and get some information on whether there is a peacekeeper group where you are or how you can join or how you can start one in your neighborhood because again it's about us taking back our neighborhoods by showing a presence my sister there do you have any parting words no i just want to encourage people to continue on the struggle and not to to lose the fire you know to keep on with the fight cuz we need each other and we can't get complacent because it it, it doesn't stop so we can't stop and that's all i have to say that's right. We cannot stop. And all I have to say to you, my brothers and sisters, is live life, be blessed, and please stand strong. Because if we stand strong together, we can definitely make a difference and make an impact. Shalom, shalom.
Okay. 
nations hear me. I wish I could answer all the questions that you have. But I know if we cry out to the Most High, He can heal our land. It's all over the news. A mass shooting at the school. When I saw 26 and 7, I was speechless like you. They said there was one lone gunman. Or is it really two? Those details will be sorted out later. Yo, this tragedy is huge. I have to ask my Abba, how could this be true? How could one be so wicked to take the innocent? No, that's not of you. So with outstretched hands and tears in my eyes, I feel the weight of the people on my shoulder.